Hello, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. I want to just lay the foundation once again. Remember, we are embarking upon a series where we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit and how it pertains to we as caregivers, to us as caregivers, right? We've looked at love, we've looked at joy, and now we're on peace. Today's scripture comes from Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the 14th verse. And I'll start off from reading from the New American Standard Bible. And it reads, Pursue peace with all people, and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. The New International Version reads, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So let's just cut to the chase here. Are we, as children of the Most High God, pursuing peace with all people? Or another way to phrase it is, are we, are we living our lives? Are we making every effort to live our lives in peace with everyone? Is it a priority for us to live in peace with people? Yes? No? Ask you at a later date? <laughs> To me, the scripture at first, when I read it, seemed outlandish, far-fetched, not even in the realm of possibility. Yet here it is, and it's in the New Testament. <laughs> Meaning, if it's in God's word, that means he means for us to do it, and that he's in, equipped us to be able to do it. Ouch. <laughs> do we really have to try and live at peace with all people? No. The word says we're to make every effort to live in peace. Making every effort is going the extra mile. Making every effort is when you turn the other cheek. <laughs> then it gives the reason that we are to make every effort to pursue peace. And that is so that people will see God. Don't we want people to see God, accept him? Wouldn't the world be a much better place? And yes, we just admit it, we aren't really adhering to his instruction, right? In living in peace with everyone. At least I know I'm not. <laughs> so what must we do? We've got to accept this instruction and put it into practice to make an effort. To make an effort. Every effort means that we have to be the ones that go all out. We will be the ones to go the extra mile for peace. Because the reality is we want people to see God. We want people to see God in me. For me, this made the scripture a little more palatable. Now that I know that by my pursuing peace, the peace that God has given me, the, the, the peace that he expects me to pursue, everyone I encounter have the opportunity to encounter Christ and him be glorified. In the middle of this scripture for me is the nugget of how we can pursue peace with everyone, and that is by living holy. Living holy, what does that mean to you? You know, I grew up in a time where between the different denominations, living holy could mean slightly different things. For some denominations, to me, it was really strict where you couldn't go to the movies, there was no dancing, there was no drinking, there was no this, no this, no this. In other words, what we may consider fun wasn't the denomination that I grew up in, but I had friends who were like that. And for some, God may require that you have that strict adherence. 
Remember we talked about how he speaks to each of us collectively. There are things that we can do as a body, but then he gives each and every one of us specific tasks that he wants for us to do. There are some people that he does say, don't drink, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, right? But holiness is a designation given to something that has been designed for a specific purpose. For us, we have been designated holy by God through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been set apart for God. We're his servants. We're his His special children. We're here for him. Our holiness is the designation that we have been set apart for him. To have fellowship with him, to serve him. We are in fact set apart. And it is this set apartness that I believe the strict codes of, you know, not intermingling with the world occurs. Remember, we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. Because we are set apart and as set apart people, we're not supposed to indulge in all that the world has. Yes, you can go to the movies, but allow the Holy Spirit to guide you into which movies to see. Yes, dancing. Let me admit right here. Here's a confession. I love to dance. And when I was younger, you know, in my teens, 18, 19, oh my gosh, I love to dance. And I would go to this one little club in San Antonio and me and my girlfriends, we'd go to the club. And from the moment I got into the club, if I wasn't dancing within the first 10, 15 minutes, I was upset. Normally I was. It would be some brave young man be like, let me go ask that weird chick over there dance. But once I got on the dance floor, oh, I could cut a rug. (laughs) And, And then I didn't have a problem with anyone asking me to dance after them because I was a good dancer. I would leave the house looking cute, hair done, makeup done. I'd come home. All the curls would have been sweated out, all the makeup running down. I loved to dance. But now that I'm mature, and not mature in age, really maturity in Christ, I still love to dance, but am I going to go to the club? No. I just don't feel welcome there. I realize that that's not my place. And if I'm honest with you, even when I was younger, I just went to the club so I could dance. And the moment I was through dancing, I was ready to go. I ensured that my friends who who went with me, they knew that we were always going to leave at least an hour before the club closed because in my mind, that's when all the, the trouble started. I now monitor the movies that I go see, the TV shows that I watch, the music that I listen to, even the books that I read. There used to be a children's song that stated, be careful little eyes what you see, or be careful little ears what you hear. It's really not just for children, so to speak, in age, but for for us, children of the Most High God, we are set apart. And so we have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us to show us the things that we can do and the things that we cannot do. Because we don't want our witness in the Lord to be overshadowed by the fact that people can't distinguish us from being Christ followers from those that are not. Right? We're set apart. Living a holy life can take you out of some of harm's way that's in the world because you avoid it. You're not in it. You know, hence me leaving the club an hour earlier, so to speak bad example but an an example nonetheless but we also know we live in a fallen world so there are going to be things that are unavoidable things that we didn't see coming things that we can't um, avoid but God saw it and so we trust him 
But that's when we pursue peace in those situations so that God can be seen. Do any of you recall the shooting that took place in Pennsylvania in the Amish community back in 2006? Remember, a man came into um, the schoolhouse, dismissed all the boys, and shot the girls. And then he shot himself. Do you know that the parents went to the home of the mother of the man that had killed their children and offered her comfort and encouragement? Is that not making every effort to live in peace? And they openly forgave the man. I remember it was in the papers. And people were just astonished. I had just gotten to Pennsylvania at that time. I think I got there like, I got there in January of 2007. So it had just occurred. And people were just, how could they forgive? How can they forgive? And I remember thinking, they really have a close walk with the Lord. That is living at peace. That's making every effort to live in peace. Now granted, we know there are going to be some people, as we stated before, that you just aren't going to be able to get along with. But make sure that it's their issue that they're not getting along with you versus it being your issue you're not getting along with them. We know that God has granted us his peace today. And we acknowledge that we are to bring peace to the people and to the situations in our lives. And that this act of bringing peace, pursuing peace, allows the world to see our amazing God. Let's pray. Precious Savior, Holy God, Magnificent Lord, we come before you acknowledging that you are a good God and that you are a God who is faithful to your word. We acknowledge that we are flawed humans before you, but we still understand that you still love us. And it is because of your love that you draw us closer to you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. Thank you for your compassion that does not fail. We honor you this day with our lives. We ask that you touch our hearts, open our eyes, and allow us to see you in the situations. Help us to be the peacemakers, to be the change agents in our families, and in our communities, and in our world. Our world needs you, and you've entrusted your Holy Spirit in us so that we can bring the good news. We start off in our homes, and then we take it to our communities. We thank you for all that you continue to do for us. I ask that you touch each person who's listening to this podcast. You know what their needs are. And I ask that you surround them with your love and with your peace. It is in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Have a great day today. Remember, make every effort to live in peace. Now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Thank you.